Dear listeners, readers, and fellow bloggers, good afternoon. This is Dr. Madi Olapun with another episode of our Tadas podcasting. Today it's February 4th, 2022, so it's time to say Happy New Year to all our loyal fans because the last posting was done in, I believe, in December. Well, as I always say, good morning, good afternoon, buenos días, buenas tardes, bonjour, papa, bonsoir, buongiorno, buonasera, welcome to our new podcasting, and thank you very much for being such such loyal fans of our webpage and podcast uh, space. We have to thank you for the welcome that our new book, Emotional Frustration, The Hush Play has, been, has received from you. Thank you very much for buying and reading our book, which, which is already available in all the major platforms, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Apple Books, etc., etc. It's available all over the planet. Thank you very much. We appreciate it very much. <clears throat> Today, we're going to talk about a recent con contro uh, controversy that uh, appeared in the United States of America about a postcaster that supposedly, I say supposedly because I never, I never listened to him to be quite honest. I just, I'm just relaying what's on the news. But we're going to use it as an example for what we should not expect ever to find in public media like this. <clears throat> uh, for all those, for all of you who do not know, and I didn't know who he was until recently when I found, when I went looking for his information in the web. Uh, Joe Rogan is a supposedly famous podcaster uh, that attracts millions of listeners every week. Uh, he has a very large following. He used to be a TV presenter, an actor. Yeah, he has ever trade, and now he's a podcaster. He's a supposedly nice guy, you know. I've seen only his picture. But recently, there was a heavy controversy about his use of the N-word the infamous N-word in his uh, podcast, and it seems that he has, a, he, has a, he has had a track record of using it. Also, he became uh, one of the standard bearers of the anti-vax uh, anti campaign in the United States of America, something that has damaged the health and, and life prospect of thousands upon thousands of people. Now, in the, in the USA, Uh, uh, 200 million of us are fully vaccinated or quasi fully vaccinated. I mean, with two doses of the Moderna, Pfizer, one dose of the Johnson and Johnson, and many of us, and many of us also the fourth dose of the, the third dose of the Pfizer vaccine. But we'll see 100 million people that do not want to get the vaccine, which poses a great public health risk. As a matter of fact, now we have Uh, we're undergoing the spike, the spike of the Omicron, Omicron variant in the United States. Thankfully, it's spiking down, <clears throat> but there's still many people dying in the intense, intensive care unit. Most of the great majority are unvaccinated and sadly much younger than the patient we've seen in the previous spikes. Also, unfortunately, there are many children in intensive care units and a few of them have passed away. Imagine the drama that creates for the family. You know, uh, to be quite honest, I never, I never check what 
Middle America is looking or listening to because, as you may well know, understand, I'm kind of a snob and I like other media. I, I never watch network TV. I think I watched it only one year when I came to the United States in 1986 or 1987. No, in 19... I'm sorry, I'm yawning. I wake up very early. No, I came in 1982 and I watched it for, let's say, four years. Then after there has been no cable, and of course now it's mostly streaming. Even though I watch live uh, news programs, I enjoy them very much. And a few shows on TV, like HBO, etc. But you know, I never knew who this guy Joe Rogan was. But apparently, the, you know, he has a lot following and he's been using these words. Now, there's no excuse, no excuse for use, for the use of the infamous N-word in our public media, public or private media, it, it's unacceptable. That word was used by slave in the height of slavery by the racist landowners of the South, okay, to discriminate and diminish the black people into submission. It's not funny. It's not funny. And let me tell you, a few years ago, <clears throat> I was working as a medical director in a full lot of the clinic. And, you know, there were many physicians that came. I, I, I was in the team, I was in the clinical care team, seeing patients two or three times per week. And that clinic was visited by many technicians, specialist physicians uh, that came to offer the service. One of them was a very nice, mature, middle-aged radiologist, lady uh, radiologist, who was very friendly, very smiley. Whenever she came, we always joke and smile. You know, so something that's common in, in our medical practice. We're friendly, we flirt a little, but we never ever abuse female. We never ever go past the line, you know. We never ever hit on them. It's just, well, they were just like that, you know. We smile, we tell them how, how great they look, blah, 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 blah. And the ladies are happy. And a happy lady is a better, is a better worker. You all know that. <clears throat> One day... This lady came in and, you know, she was uh, ushered by a very young black boy. You know, I, I don't know how, how old he must have been, but I, I, I don't think he was, he had more than 16, 17 years old. And, you know, very serious uh, young boy, you know, and very well dressed. And she uh, came into the clinic, uh, preceded by him, and she asked him to sit down and wait for her. And she thought, oh, this is my new driver named X. And he's going to wait for me. Oh, I said, no, you know, of course, no problem. I was writing notes on a, on a, on a nurse station next to the, the waiting area. I said, no problem. You know, a beautiful lady like yourself must have a good escort and a good bodyguard, I said. That's all I said. A beautiful lady like yourself must have a, a, good, body, uh, a good bodyguard. Oh, she laughed, you know, she thanked me was a compliment, and she went inside to the radiology department to read the case that we had prepared for her. This guy started looking at me, you know, in a, in a dark way, you know, like if you were zeroing on me, you know, I didn't pay any attention. I just continued writing the clinical notes on a clip of a patient. And, you know, a few minutes later, out of the blue, that this was another station next to the waiting area, oh, you're almost contiguous waiting area. I hear a clear voice saying, listen, you N-word, 
the next time you say anything to her, I'm going to kill you. He said, listen, you N. The next time you say anything to her, I'm going to kill you. When I listen, this guy, the waiting room, the waiting area, the waiting room was on the on my right side, on the right field of vision. So I heard that and I look, I said, I'm going to look at the left side to see who this young guy is addressing this uh, the, the tirade, I guess. And I saw nothing. You know what? There was a window there. A window that gave, you know, that a beautiful parking lot. So I realized that this guy was talking to me. He was using the N-word to refer to me. It wasn't funny. You know, it wasn't funny. I was very upset because he was being very disrespectful, using that word and swearing and threatening to kill me in a public area. So I immediately I left. I went to the radiology department. I asked the doctor, the female lady, to the lady radiologist to come to my office. I closed the door, we sat down, and I told her what happened. She was very embarrassed, to be quite honest. She was very sad. She asked for, she she apologized very, very deeply. I said, yeah, that's fine. I accept your apology. It's not your fault. But you cannot bring this guy with that kind of attitude, with that kind of wording, to a medical center for the many patients of all colors, of all socioeconomic culture, that are going to resent this word. And I resented it. I didn't find it funny. Okay, I know that these young guys, okay, black and Hispanics, for example, I know because I live in New York City, I live in in major city. I know they use that word, you know, as if it were nothing. But it's not funny. They use it because they don't have any any large education, any large education that touches the basic civic points of coexistence. You cannot use that kind of word if you're going to exist today in the United States of America with people from so many race, I wouldn't say race, with so many socioeconomic levels, ethnic origin, we have to respect ourselves. And I know because I am a minority inside a minority. As you know, I was born in South America, in Uruguay, Montevideo, Uruguay. And as you know, I am an Italian-American. As you know, I'm a French speaker because that's my mother tongue. So I am a French-speaking, Italian-American, born and raised in Montevideo, Uruguay, that has been a U.S. citizen for 40 years. How minority can you get here? You know, you, you can't get more, more minority than that. So as a matter of fact, you know, we have to be very careful how we use it. And, you know, I think that the entertainment industry has, a, has to be blamed for this because they allow in some, I saw it in some stand-up comedy. My son who's a stand-up comedian. We watch a lot of stand-up uh, comedy and including some very famous Standard comedian that I do not want to mention, but you might know who he is, had uses that word all the time. And besides, he has he has some very bad joke about the transgender community, the transgender people, you know. So you cannot be like that. Oh, he had to learn. If he didn't learn before, learn now. Okay, you do not insult the transgender community, you do not use the N-word, you do not demean people. Okay, to elicit a quick laugh. Come on, wise up. It just can't be. It just can't be. So the now, you know, they play innocent. They play Lily White. So they're all horrified at what Joe Rogan supposedly said. When this is very widespread, okay? This sludge 
in our vocabulary is widespread, okay? And it's not funny. It's not funny. So please clean your act because we're tired. We're really tired of it. Now, does there have been a movement to take the podcast out of Spotify? For the time being, I will not do it because to be quite honest, I just learned about this controversy uh, a few days ago. And I heard that Spotify had made changes and has uh, uh, given a communique related to this. I haven't read it. I will read it. But I do believe that Spotify, a company that supposedly is, is under Finnish or yes, Finnish, you know, Finland, one of the most educated, one of the most civilized nations in the whole planet with one of the best educational level, okay? An example of schooling allows anyone to use those disrespectful, those racist, those disgusting words in a company owned by them. Oh, come on. There's no money that can pay that for that Spotify manager. Come on. You're coming from Finland to create havoc here in the United States of America and uh, in uh, make the rift, the socioeconomic rift that we have more profound and more painful, stop it, okay? You cannot allow this kind of language, okay? You are coming from Finland, okay? A very educated, civilized country, okay? Please, give us an example, okay? Do not allow this trash to go on. Well, we continue the discussion later. Another thing that I want to emphasize is that You know, we cannot allow any furious, non-fact-based anti-vax institution or group or individual to spread this information in the media. We cannot, Spotify cannot allow it. So please, I would would ask ask them to please review all the episodes, you know, review what we do. We cannot, especially in the midst of this uh, Omicron variant, spread and or to allow to abet the spreading of this kind of dangerous misinformation. I hope that Spotify will react. We will check it. Well, you know, I think that's been enough for the time being. I don't want to bother you too much. Thank you very much for your help. Thank you very much for reading Emotional Frustration and the Harsh Plague. We're very grateful, both Jean-Luc and I. So uh, for the time being, we give you a big kiss. And as Jean-Luc says in, he, in the final the in the closing of his stand-up comedy acts go out there and love somebody go out there and love somebody go out there and love somebody that's what i did i went up there and i found myself a very sweet love so this time for the first time in 22 years i will celebrate valentine's even uh, at a little distance but celebrate valentine's day with my beloved thank you very much god almighty for giving me this privilege Thank you very much to you all. Merci beaucoup. Grazie mille. Muchas gracias. To the, uh, until the next episode. Hasta la próxima. On, se, on, se, on va se voir de nouveau dans quelques jours dans un autre épisode. Ci vediamo. Ciao.